0: to another episode of k Fabe comparisons my name is mr know-it-all daniel john Schaefer, and i am joined here once again by the rest of the k Fabe crew introducing first he is the king of the k Kick kickflip mr wex breaking the lawson wex how are we
1: living today bud living pretty solid you know the grizzlies won last night we got, got some good wrestling last night uh Ready to talk about some uh, botches, some fucked up shit, but also some good stuff. Some good stuff been happening in the news lately. Uh, Really excited for this episode.
0: Yeah, there's tons of meat on the bone today. It's going to be a good one. Also joining us, formerly the patron saint of the rock block, now the wayward son of War Trace, Mr. Jesse Baker.
2: Jesse, how are we living today? Loving it, chilling. It was a beautiful day outside today. Always love talking about botches. Really stoked! This is
0: going to be oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Always love just poo pooing all over people. It's going to be a great time. I am super excited about it. Yeah, last week's episode was great. Got a lot of really good feedback. Um, I've I've been enjoying the series thus far. Um, also, like full disclosure, today, like I have completely forgotten what we were going to talk about because I got really loose in the last show. I had a really good time. I'm to rein it back just a little bit, but I still I'm still going to have a good time. So right. that being said, man. Excited to get into it today. It's top five botches of all time. Uh, we have the Who Am I at the end, and we'll get to that. And we also have uh, week two of Cut or Keep, right? Like, isn't oh, that? Yeah. That's what we're doing there. So I'm really excited about that, and I'm really excited to get into my favorite aspect of the show. Um, we're quick into these transitions today, but I'm I'm ready. It's it's news. It's news time. What's going on in the news, Wex?
1: I mean, we got a lot of shit going on in the news. We'll go ahead and start off with the WWE shit, and one of the big things that's going on, you know, they're uh, in Saudi Arabia this weekend, and there have been some, like, military threats, like, attacks. Yes. And they are, like, on super high alert, and, I mean, the show, as of now, is going to go on, but right now they're still, like, you know, still on edge. That butthole's still squeezing tight. Well, no, they
2: moved it. They moved it? Yeah, they're doing it in Orlando. Oh,
0: they doing the show
1: it, so at the performance. When did this center. happen? I literally just
2: looked like right before we got on, and I didn't see that at all.
1: Oh shit! So that's literally breaking news then, because I was just check. I was literally just checking shit before. Unless, we got unless on I too. got worked. Unless I got worked, which is very. I mean, possible. I literally heard nothing. I heard they're. Sh- they, I mean, they're in Saudi Arabia right. Like all the wrestlers have already oh, there. Oh, they're like, there. over there. They're, they're all there, there now. Saturday. No, they're all there. That's what I've heard. Like because a bunch of them have already posted videos of like, all right, I'm elite. Like you know leaving, getting on Crazy. the plane.
0: Yeah, I thought for sure that it was going to be in Orlando. It is not Orlando. I was incorrect. I was incorrect. I thought for sure they were going to pull it. I thought for sure they were going to pull it. I, I'm almost positive I saw something about it. Maybe it was just like a news and rumors type thing. Maybe they were thinking about doing it, but you got the full OK. Uh, that's wild, dude. That's wild. Yeah, it's, as, as of now, it's still going to go on. Say, a live like,
1: press conference tomorrow, so yeah. Whew. Yeah, I'd be very they, spooked if I was over there. That's kind of scary.
0: This could be a, like one of those moments where pro wrestling is just kind of wrapped up in like the lexicon of what's happening in the world, which is kind of crazy.
1: They don't have right, a sure. great – You can act- go all the way back to uh, WCW doing that North Korea show.
2: Yeah, but then there's also the last Saudi thing that happened with the plane and not – Oh, the plane, like, yeah. Yeah, like – Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. About that. <laughs> this is a recurring thing. Why they scene? just kill yeah.
0: a lot of them? Uh,
1: You know, it'll be a tragedy.
0: Do you think so? You think it'd be a tragedy?
1: Yeah. They killed a bunch of wrestlers. Yes.
0: Can you imagine? I mean, but they're willingly going here. They're willingly going into this
2: war zone.
1: Like, yeah, because remember, like Brian Danielson, he was like, no, I'm not going over there. He never went to any of those shows.
2: Can you imagine being the Good Brothers and being on that trapped plane and then leaving the company for like three and a half years or whatever it was? And then like one of the first big things you do is to go back and now it's a war zone. That's the insane. The good old good brothers.
1: That's hey, New Japan might have been. New Japan sounds a little bit sweeter now, doesn't <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> it really does. It really does. I mean, I okay. Speaking of,
1: can we transition to that part? Oh yes, the the New Japan Noah and all that stuff.
0: Yes, yes. So okay, now which that is, I mean,
1: for the first time, honestly, the the. the Besides Jushin Liger, and one other time they let someone wrestle for Noah. The first time WWE has worked with another company in a long time, and they're letting Shinsuke Nakamura face Great Muda in his retirement tour. Just fucking amazing. Like the last. I forgot. But but, but but awesome. They let somebody else work for Noah like two or three years ago. I can't remember who it was. And they also had the Liger thing come over, but I can't. I just can't remember who it was. But Noah. It's going to lead to. To more Japan WWE.
0: Like, I think the door is finally actually open for a New Japan WWE crossover. And I think that's likely to happen. I think it's very likely to happen.
1: A dream scenario would be that triple card WWE, AEW, New Japan. You know, we'd never see it happen. But I say that, but. The way she's been going in wrestling lately in the past, like, few years, you never know. We could get that fucking super card. Yeah, I wouldn't even say never.
2: I wouldn't say never. I I could do without. I think two is enough. I think if you get WWE and New Japan, you got to think about how long that's going to be and how many different things have to happen. You involve any third company. I think it completely dilutes it.
1: Yeah. I I think it would be cool to have just one super show, not like right off the bat, just like a culmination type thing.
0: It would be cool, but at the same time, it's like – I don't know if I want WWE and AEW to ever work together ever because I feel like if they do, it's gonna it's gonna fail expectations.
3: Yeah,
1: it's like the idea every, of yeah, like hey, AEW, hey, everyone WF. loves this guy and that right. guy so much. Yeah, it'd be cool, but yeah, in theory, I, I see what you're going with, but like,
2: I could see another AWA Super Clash fucking disaster type thing happen where everyone's ego gets in the fucking way. Yes. And exactly.
1: oh yeah, it'll be pure egos because like. You know, like, this guy's like, no, I'm not not going to fucking lose to an AEW guy, or I'm not going to lose to a WWE guy. Yeah. There'll be all that shit going on. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And, I mean, honestly, I mean, at this point, man, like, WWE is still winning. So, it's, I mean, and they're, like, it's not... Like, I, I'm not going to say, like, AEW is not competition. I, absolutely, they are competition. Like, there's no debate about that. They're bigger than, like, they're at least to a moderate WC, early 90s WCW level. Like, they're, they've are they already surpassed in the, even though, like, well, the ratings say TNA would have gotten these into 09. Like, yeah, but I mean. But TV the ratings lexicon, aren't
1: the fucking same as they used to be right. back in the day. We yeah. have streaming. We right. have all this shit. Like, in, do- in the world of wrestling, matter.
0: there's never been another number two that met the WCW level.
1: Yes, yeah, there hasn't Except been. For like, TNA tried and they almost got there, but AEW literally yeah. was bigger than TNA as they started.
2: I yeah. think the only problem with that is that AEW has already had their "quote unquote" Hogan moment, and they had it with Punk, and I don't think they can repeat it. No,
1: nah, man, they're not gonna do that bullshit no more. I feel like everything's gonna get tight knit, and as
0: uh, I don't think that's what he's saying. I, th- I think what he's saying is, I it, like they. It, I think what he's – I think what he's saying, Jesse – I think what Jesse's saying is that that they peaked. Like they're not going to get any bigger than they already have.
2: You're not going to have another monumental signing that blows the wrestling world or the general population out of the water to the same level that they already have.
1: Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying, but
2: But they are definitely
1: the closest second viable option, and honestly – I'm gonna say this now. WWE is always gonna be the top because they're like the Disney of pro wrestling. We already yes. have, we already explained. Yeah, they're the Disney. AEW's the HBO. It's gonna be that viable second option. Yeah, and it's gonna be great money, but it's still not gonna be in that stratosphere. And it's because it's AEW is for the hardcore wrestling fans. Yes. Yeah, WWE for is yeah. for the hardcore wrestling fans too, but the casuals, like more casual. Yes. Yeah. I no agree. Staff. We watch both. We're both. All of us are going to watch both. Yes. But, you know, yeah. there's going to be that weird mark divide that you get of people. And who I are mean, gonna, I, like, and I will say that, like the wrestling
0: on the AEW shows has not has not slowed down. The wrestling is oh, no, great. The,
1: the in ring is always.
0: Yes. But high. the booking, this is this has been their worst stint. I get that they've had a lot of a lot. Of, I'm sure from what I hear, I don't know from what I hear, Tony Khan is a long term planner. And all of everything changed with that CM Punk moment. Like, everything just got pulled out from the under the rug. And so it's been rough. Like, this has been yeah. a rough booking, booking-wise. Like, storytelling-wise, has not been very good. But, like, at, the wrestling is great. I do think he's going to balance out. I don't like the direction he's trying to go to balance it out. But I, I can see that he is trying to balance himself out, if that makes sense. I think that yeah, he, I get what you're saying. I think saying. he needs more than just him, though. Like he needs more people. He ne- he can't just keep. He's not will. even Vince had Pat and 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 you know what I mean. Like and and Bruce like. So, now he's got Jarrett.
1: Well, that's the thing I was gonna say right there. This week's episode was very weird, but I think it worked kind of to kind of push it into a different direction. But j e w f j a w r e w t Jeff Jarrett has now been hired as the like executive vice president of. Or not executive, but he's the he got hired for. I thought he was back, just like, talent
0: and all that, like extra stuff. Like a, a prominent
1: backstage role, and he's gonna have some little on screen shit with this little like feud here and there. But we know, as long as Jeff Jarrett doesn't come and win your world title, he's no, good for your gonna. company.
0: <laughs> can you just that shit? But I, but I would not doubt him winning the TNT title, and I'm
1: being completely honest Oh yeah, right for now. sure. Oh no, no, he can win a Mick Card title here, or there. That's fine. But as long as Jeff Jarrett doesn't come and win your world title, he's good for your company. Like See, Jeff okay. Jarrett, I think it's I think this is great for AEW. A lot of people might disagree, but as long as he doesn't have too much, the you only know, way like this being w- champion influence basically, I think it's great. I I don't. My problem with the
0: booking is that you're you're doing this. He's declaring war on AEW thing, and I don't know. I mean, unless they've got a really good, unless they have a new working relationship with Impact, and he can say like maybe he can use the tna brand and be like we did it first we were the first competition whatever and actually use tna stuff that impact allows them to use like on tv that's the only way that's going to work
2: which that's is feasible. the only
0: way that's going to work and that's not a bad idea that, but i i feel like they're not going to like they're not like if they don't have that deal in place with impact and he can't do that and he can't say tna and he can't say impact it's not going to work
1: OK, he's the dir- the new director of business development. Okay. So I don't know exactly what that role entails, but I mean, is I feel that, like he's is that. But does that shoot, though? You see, what I'm no, saying? no, that's like, like that's like legit. That's his like what his backstage role was hired for. OK.
2: I mean, I'm pro him being involved either way, to be honest. I mean, I think it would. Be, I agree. It would be the silliest fucking worst thing for him to win the world title. But to be honest with you, it's TV I would watch. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, I, no. I don't, I don't know. He's, I said I don't, yeah, he's but not going to win know. the world title, but he's definitely going to – I'm just saying he has a good mind for the wrestling business. He knows what works and what doesn't work. Right. It's
2: going to be the but, return of
1: Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Pac-Man will be a good return these days because he can actually get physical in the ring, but he's too high for all that right now. Nobody he's just cares chilling. about
0: Pac-Man Jones. And I mean,
1: I, I, I keep up with Pac-Man his podcast shit these days, but I mean, he's chilling. He's not he ain't trying to wrestle no more. He was doing no. that because he was trying to make money because he couldn't fucking play football and was suspended. We all know yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's explained why. But yeah, dude, I mean, this week's AEW episode, like you said, with the Jeff Jarrett debut was like a little bit weird, and I'm so ready for this final Ring of Honor pay-per-view to come because I'm ready for Ring of Honor to be separate from AEW. Not saying that what they're doing with the whole storyline with Chris Jericho and everything, like, it's fucking great, but I want that to be separate. I want that to be its own show. I don't want it to be on AEW. No, I agree. I fully agree. And the fact that they fucking had Colt Cabana come out was... I popped. I was like, fuck yeah, Colt Cabana. F- Colt fucking Cabana.
2: Now that's the newest fun dirt sheet thing is everybody's like, oh, it didn't go unnoticed by WWE, and the, they now that's a clear sign that they might be able to get Punk back. And I'm like, I don't think they want Dude, Punk. Triple
1: H <laughs> hates CM Punk, and CM Punk hates Triple H. Unless yeah. they can do like some gaudy amount of money just for it to turn sour in a few months. like They know. They know. But what? They saw but what, what will happen? To AW, a repeat of what happened to them? They're not going to do it again. If they it'll do, twenty
0: twenty-five or twenty twenty-six, we may never even hear about it. But Paul will send him an offer, and he's like, "Hey man, I'll give you two hundred fifty grand for like a six-month run. You want to do that?" He's going to say no, of course. But right. then he can go back and say, "Hey, I reached out to Punk. He didn't yeah. want to come in for the for the company at at at, at the value that we 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 found him at." And you know see what I'm saying like he's that kind of guy too I mean he Triple H is a smart dude he's man. the and, cerebral and, assassin yes, it, it, legitimately like legitimately and and like and that's the thing too like people like the thing about the wrestling business is that like everybody thinks it's just like fun and games and like uh, there's this brotherhood and this union but between the boys but they get mad when you actually treat it like a business you know well, what I'm saying like yeah it's like it's not is it really political to do that or is it just smart business like it's fucking
2: smart business yes. it would be unintelligent not to make an attempt to reach out at some point in time yeah I, I'm sure he'll get a, he might even get an offer right away for
0: close to a, a very low ball amount yeah but I mean they don't what is he gonna, they're definitely not gonna use him full-time He's not going to do that schedule full time. Nope, if it would nah. be a one off, no thing, way Like he comes back at the Rumble and, and has a match at Mania. It, this is what it would be if it worked out. He'd come back at, at Rumble, get eliminated by somebody in the upper mid card or a actual main event guy, but that's not in the world title picture, like an AJ or whatever. And then you set up an actual WrestleMania main event, WrestleMania mid card match. Honestly, like you're not you're not putting a WrestleMania main event with CM Punk. It's never going to happen.
1: If we know CM Punk, he's not coming back unless he gets that WrestleMania main event that he always wanted. Well, that's not happening. Exactly. Yeah. So, Absolutely not happening. He can, go ahead, he can go ahead and stick to acting, do that no. other bullshit. I don't miss it. I'd rather watch Colt Cabana. Me too. Yeah.
0: I'd rather watch Young Rock.
1: <laughs> like the guy that
0: plays Young Rock. Like I feel like he does a great job. <laughs> That's He's got a great. wrestling movie on Amazon, actually. You guys should check it out. I don't remember the name of it now. It should be more prepared, but it's an awesome movie. Check it out.
2: Plug.
1: Hell yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, besides, you know, the Elite and Kenny Omega, obviously the little promos, they keep busting. They're coming back at some point. Soon, real soon. Next pay-per-view. And, Full gear, right? And one thing I got to fucking mention, which is still insane to me, this Friday we're getting fucking Orange Cassidy versus Shibata. For the All Atlantic Championship, and like it's a match. That's I thought Shibata was done forever, but apparently he's going to be having a. He's requested this match, and he also requested to have a match with Brian Danielson. Wow, and
2: both of those would be bangers. Yeah. 100%. So
1: I mean, when did you ever think on a Friday night we're going to be getting Orange Cassidy versus Shibata for a championship? Like I didn't. Fucking- I didn't, and that's an awesome match for wrestling fans. Yeah, like that's why AW is for the heart, like yeah. the pure hardcore. There's no story, fans, and that's there's cool. No story, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, little throughout the show. Has, the, in- lately, the storylines have been, you know, low ball, bro. Low, the low ball. ball. There've been some high ass, points, for like certain ones, okay. but overall hasn't been the best. But the in ring has been fantastic, and as long as you got, as long as that in ring can hook me in, which it usually does. Which has barely been holding me on because all elite wrestling hasn't had the elite, but everybody else has been holding it down. Rick Ross was fucking great, uh. By the way, agreed, yeah, dude. He, he, if he decides to do something as like a wrestler he'd be fucking fantastic.
0: Like I was, was like, bro, like, just manage Swerve because that 100%. was really good.
1: That was yeah, really they, like, good. Started some feud with him versus Keith Lee. That'd be so, that'd be great, dude. That'd be and, and especially shit. with like, I mean, with Tony Khan money pay Rick,
0: give him a six month deal. Yeah. Cause with those kind of promos, if he can do it more than once, if he can do it, if he can do that on a regular basis, Hey, he's, he's the second best manager
1: in wrestling.
2: There you go. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> absolutely. That's right. crazy.
0: Which is yeah, great. Really I didn't expect it. Cause you know,
1: sometimes like celebrities, movie stars, musicians come on there and, you know, they lay an egg. It's a dud. It's not good. Yeah. They're just it doesn't yeah. translate for whatever like, reason. Sometimes you get Trina. Yeah. I thing. mean, tri- yeah, Trina. Even though, like, when it comes to her music, it's great, great. But her, it did her her charisma did not translate on camera. But Rick no. Ross, oh no, yeah, he held it. Hey, he held it down for fucking Miami.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean Trina, she, she tried to hold it down for you know Miami, but uh, Rick Ross held it down. Even though yeah. I like Trick Daddy and the whole slip-and-slide thing better than Rick Ross music, but I, I'll say that Rick Ross definitely translated better on a wrestling
0: screen. Definitely, for sure. I mean, yeah, that dude's got, I mean, to be honest, when was the last time he had a, a hit, like a real hit? It's been a couple years, right? It's been a while.
1: It's been a little minute. I mean, he's had some, like, mixtape stuff, but, you know, it's for mainstream hits, I ain't it's heard like, that a little bit. You
0: could probably make more money. Go on tour here. Yeah, Yeah. They might even be able to book you.
2: That's the other thing. He could just do performances in whatever town he's or in related, on fucking yeah. tour.
0: Or, like, ma- just map out a tour. Yeah. He's, dude, genius. I love it. What else we got, man? What else we got?
1: I mean, news-wise, I mean, that's really is very deep unless you guys got anything that I uh, forgot to mention. I was like, really? That was, like, the main shit right there. These are just Twitter rumors.
0: But you all know that I'm a Kip Sabian fanboy. Rumor has yeah. it that Kip Sabian has asked for his release because they have completely fumbled his entire return.
2: I mean, who the and, fuck can blame him? I they they fumbled him from day 1, let's be uh, real. Like it's so birthday, dumb. and stuff like, come on, man. Like he has got to
0: just have a bad reputation or something. Like I can't I, I like they're ha- like maybe he just really doesn't maybe a lot of the locker room just doesn't like him. That's the only thing I can think of.
2: He's not he's the only so person good. He's not the only person they've done that to though. I mean, look at Miro. Like yeah. That whole thing, yeah. I can't seem to find an excuse for that. Like,
1: well, I know Miro did go disappear for a while to film a TV show or like a movie I mean, he's, or some he's, shit. He's,
2: yeah, but he's been very
0: vocal about how he's not happy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Eh, well, and one thing I will say, I thought the House of Black was basically dead in AEW, but they basically had like a little resurrection promo on this week's Dynamite. And I would – I'd love to see them fully come back. Like I love all three of those dudes. I think that it's – yeah. I think the
2: the entrance of the trio titles kind of. Exactly. Like it it messes up the impact of a three person. I know four person if you count Julia Hart, but come on, that was a misfire. Let's be real. Yeah. But like, it's just, you get a guy like Buddy Matthews that was nondescript. Like the way that he came in was just nondescript. And Brody Lee or Brody King, my bad. RIP Lee. But Brody King, if you, there was a really good point made on Jim Cornette's podcast. And I hate to say that. Even though I am somewhat of a fan of Corny, but it was. It, Brody King would be a different story if we weren't in that era where being like the large, tattooed, plug eared, brute guy wasn't so fucking common. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, it's very indie riffic at this point because every fucking indie has at least a couple guys like that, even though he's far more skilled, in my opinion, yes, than most, if not any sure. of those guys. Yeah. But it does lessen his impact and therefore lessens the impact of the entire group. I'm the big fan of Malachi continuing with the superstitious stuff. I don't know if him being in a group is what anybody wants to see though.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I think that his, I think, you know what? I think you nailed it, Jesse. I think that that's, what's been like, I like Malachi black, but his whole thing is being mysterious and solo. Yeah. Like he's not the undertaker like the undertaker could do the ministry and could do that thing and could make it work that's not really his thing like i think he should be a lone wolf like it doesn't make any sense to me for him to have a group with him but and also too because they're not very like the only way it would work is if they were overtly like submissive and like really like culty culty to him like just you know, cowering almost to him. Like that would be the only way that would really work. The fact that they're like almost all on even playing ground, but he's the leader, but not like, it, that's the main reason why the judgment day doesn't work. Like yep. they shouldn't all be handing the mic around and doing promos and shit like that. That's I know yeah. I'm on a different tangent and I'm not talking about house of black anymore, but like, that's why that, that's honestly why that, that thing didn't work. That's why it was good with edge. Cause it was right. clearly just edge. Like now it's like, is Rhea the leader? Because they say that it's been, but it seems like she gets the most mic time, and she, like, seems like she's actually the leader here. Like, nah, nah. She, she rules everybody.
2: She, yeah, oh, yes, she, she does. Does. Yes, she absolutely does. I think Priest sounds the best on the mic. Like, at, out of all four of them doing promos, his delivery, his intimidation factor, everything yeah. about it, I think, is far superior.
1: I'm loving him back at the Judgment Day because uh, Prince's version of Damian Priest wasn't working. No.
2: Oh no! Fuck no! Not at all. <laughs>
1: that was fucking Uh-oh.
0: cold. Not at all, man. All right, so we wrapped up on the news here. That's I think, it. That's that's
1: it. We I got. Think I was to get in that meat and taters part, you know. Let's
0: get meat in the meat taters. and taters part. We're talking about the top five biggest botches, and guys, there's been some doozies here. I will be shocked, honestly, if we have the same stuff on this.
1: I have so much random shit because botches are so wild. So yeah,
0: that's what I mean. thought like, about the so, ones that
1: come into my head
0: when I think of botches. And there was no parameters like, well, they're botches, but they have to be botches like this. There was none of that. It was just like top five botches, period, of all time. <laughs> what do you got? So this is going to be fun. Wex, you seem very prepared. You're eyeballing your notes. <coughs> i throw it to you first. Give me your number five botch of
1: all time. All right, so my number five botch. We're going to go... Uh, low on the totem pole but it's it's still a classic one and that's a uh, Vince McMahon tearing both of his quads getting into the ring for the Royal Rumble when John Cena and Batista both went out at the same time and it was not it clearly he didn't mean to tear both of his quads but it's so fucking funny he he's just sitting down in the fucking corner but like uh. still barking like oh, it's just it's fucking great it's one of the best quad tears of all time you know no shade to Kevin Nash but Vince tearing both at the same time. Man, that's a clearly one of the biggest botches ever. I it went low on my list just because it was a it really didn't involve wrestling or a promo or anything. It just kind of fucking happened, but it was still hilarious. I
0: literally just sold how botches were crazy and like we're not gonna have the same list. And I swear to God, my number five is Cena and Batista at the Rumble when Vince <laughs> the spots. That's exactly in the exact same <laughs> spot. Like, dude, yeah, I mean like yeah, it, for the exact like it was like you wrote the same notes as me. Like it was like it's, it's a low on my list because it's not really an in-ring wrestling botch, but like it's mo- mo- the notoriety and like dude, it's the same. I wrote the same shit. Like yes, absolutely. I'm glad we're uh, hopefully we knocked it out early, and that's number five, uh, and that's it. But we'll see, uh, Jesse.
2: Where you at for number five, man? My number five is not a wrestling botch. It's a botch of a moment, and okay. it is WrestleMania 30. Hulk Hogan and the Silver Dome comment. Oh, okay, okay, oh. that's good. I like that. That's that. That's that's fair. <laughs> Solid botch. Solid botch. I thought you were this, gonna
1: say Hulk Hogan and Papa Shango, but then you said the Silver Dome, uh, and I was like, all right.
2: The intro to the 30th WrestleMania of all time, and like the one thing you're doing is a promo. That's this monumental Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rock Hogan triad in the ring, and it took him a decent beat. To get back to it, recognize it, and save it. And I just thought, I watched it again the other day, and it's just, it's one of my favorite things that happened just because it's so funny, but it is a huge fucking botch.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's a solid one. I actually, I learned an f- interesting fact about the, I know we were talking, you were talking about Papa Shango and The Undertaker. Did you know that between 93 and 98, in that five year period, no one wrestled The Undertaker more than Kama? It was because he had the Papa Shango run and then Kama, even more than hurt. Mick Foley. No one wrestled him more in that five-year span than that's those wild. two guys. And that's why they're like also like thick as thieves. You know, They're like really good friends. So nice little tidbit there. Uh, Wex, number four, where are we at?
1: Okay, coming up at number four for me, uh, I only made it low on the list because it's more of an obscure thing. But if you ever watched, you know, internet wrestling, Bacha May and everything um, – yeah. I'm talking about a wrestler who's still active today going by Zinshi. He's wrestled with M- MLW recently, but the double moonsault land right Ooh. on his fucking dome. I'm sure you know the a- oh, guys exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. The double moonsault straight to the fucking head. One of the gnarliest like internet viral botches you've ever seen. Yeah. Like it was all over Botchamani. It was everywhere. And he got re- bad, like a neck injury from it. And he still wrestles to this day. Like MLW recently. Like he still wrestles. What? Jesus. And after that, that dude, that's one. what you're
0: known for, dude. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Dude, and that sticks in my head. Like when I think of botches, like I always say, like, remember that guy that fucking landed on his fucking head with the double moonsault? Like that like piled over. Just himself? because it was an indie thing, I didn't rank it really high, but like if you, just like the Zandig thing last week. Like if you remember yeah. if you are on the internet, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that Janella Zandig roof bump. Everyone knows it. Like if you if you if you just even if you're not a hardcore wrestling fan, you just like kind of like wrestling and some of that will show up in your social media. You've seen both of those
1: bumps at yes. this point. Yeah. And they're both just fucking devastating.
0: Gnarly. Super gnarly. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Let's keep it rolling here. My number 4 is a little bit more high profile. Um it's WrestleMania 19. It's Brock Lesnar botching the shooting star at Mania. <laughs> oh, That's shit. That's number four on my list. Dude, uh, just the way it was all handled, too. Because, if you, like, I watched it live, and I thought he was dead. Like, I was like, he's dead, he's dead. And then, like, you can see Kurt, like, kick out because he's like, fuck, that was the finish. And then you can just see him, like, laying. They're both, like, laying there. And Brock's not saying anything. And you can just see like spit, like Kurt's yelling. Like there's lots coming out of his mouth. And he's like, you know, like, I guess he's just calling shit. Like, you can't, I don't know what he was saying. I'm like, my adrenaline's pumping. And he goes to pick him up, and he doesn't quite get up. And then all of a sudden he explodes up and hits an F5, and that's the that's the win. So it was almost like it was weird because it was like, was that kind of a plan? Like, and he just messed up the spot? Or like. Was Kurt, did Kurt call the F5 and then he couldn't get up? But it was just real if you watch the clip back, it's really explosive the way he like he's like literally being tried, like almost pulled up by his head, and he's like almost like dead weighted, like getting pulled up, and then just hops up immediately, hits the F5, and pins him. And then he goes through this re- weird stumbly celebration where he's like clearly knocked out, like it's all oh, instinct, maybe. maybe. Just yeah. And then obviously F-5, we've all seen like maybe. the backstage footage too. You know, like he's not all there. He's look looks just like a gorilla that they're trying to like wrangle in a zoo because he's not even being like he's not even like he's so big and powerful, but he's not conscious really. You know, like crazy moment.
2: Of all of that. Bruce Pritchard tells an amazing story about that instance and then what happens afterward because you know they always have the big WrestleMania parties after yeah. the event. And they both insisted on going. And Bruce is like, no. Like, you got, neither one of you can go to this fucking party right now. Like, one of you just almost died, and the other one already kind of has a broken neck. Like, this is not okay. And of course, they both, in order to big dick each other, went to the party. Yeah. Crazy.
0: That is crazy. It's a crazy, it's a crazy botch. It's a monumental moment. Number four, though, still number four on my list. Uh, Didn't make it into the medals yet, but we'll get there. Um, Jesse, where you at, man?
2: My number four is uh, WWE Bad Blood 2003, Scott Ooh. Steiner versus Test. Ooh. And when Ooh. Test goes to grab Stacey Keebler and Scott tries to jump off the apron at him and just completely shortens the jump. And it's – again, it's hard, oh, it's, not to, it's hard not to laugh at it even though it's – Monumental.
0: <laughs> like, it's the way in which he does it too.
2: It's like it's oh, like okay, shit. even
0: even if they had been in the right spot, what are you doing? Like like why is your body like that? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. It's just comedic. There's no. Yes. It's only funny.
2: Yeah, none of it quite made sense, but it is. I mean, it's hilarious to read. I watched it like four times today when I was making the list. I mean, it's fucking great. So number four goes to Big Papa Pump, Mr. Scott Steiner.
0: I love it. There, yeah, there's no need to explain. It's it's a more it's a more deep cut. even for like a main uh, main promo promotion promotion that's what i'm yeah there, there, there we it go. is there we um go. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a deep cut for a main promotion but yeah if you haven't seen it please go check it out i knew exactly what you were talking about it's like a dead fish that just like it's really fucking hilarious um wex we're getting in the medals now baby bronze show me your bronze your number three spot wex
1: okay my number three spot coming in here is coming from your boy papa h nope And uh, this botch is a very old one going back when he was old Jean-Paul Levesque. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's the infamous pedigree botch that he just fucking spikes dude straight on his dome. That's not his fault at all.
0: That's a thousand percent the guy taking the bump.
1: But it's still a botch regardless of who fucked up. It's one of the most ridiculous, outrageous botches. And that dude later sued WWE for like neck trauma and shit. But it was just miscommunication. And he thought he was going for a different move. And you know, didn't – uh, you know, this was – it was the pedigree. It was before its time. He wasn't ready for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He thought it was and like he, a double-hunger uh, foul yeah. You guys can Google this, Triple H pedigree botch from when he was back when he was Jean-Paul Levesque, and he basically gives this dude like a tiger driver straight to his dome. Yeah, yeah, like a 45-degree like a, like a angle. It always sticks out in my head. Yeah, imagine like a
0: 45-degree angle instead of a 90-degree angle. Like pedigree. That's yeah, like really bad.
1: what it is. <laughs> it's bad. Go, go really look what
0: it up. It. It's rough. It's rough. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. Um, it's definitely. I don't even remember. Do you know what, what that guy's name was? Did you look that up? Fuck. I I saw it red right earlier, but it doesn't matter. He he never yeah. did anything. Yeah, he never did anything. But yeah, it was a thousand why. percent on that guy, though. Like, I mean, I'm I. He may have. I think the only the only way he probably they probably won the lawsuit was probably like Paul being like, dude, I told him it was a face bump. These are what face bumps look like. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that's Fabulous. a good one. That's a good one. What else we got here? Okay, let's do. Okay, so my number three is uh, it's a it's a legendary WCW. It could arguably want to be one of the worst matches of all time. It's the Chamber of Horrors match. Uh, with Abdul <laughs> the Butcher Doom. and the switch that like is clearly on TV that keeps going up and down and up and down and like mix trying to hold it up. And then when the act, the actual, like, Oh, Abdul, Abdul happens- the Butcher. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 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 And it, and it doesn't like actually happen ever. And he just starts shaking it and like, but nothing actually happens. Like no- there's no, there's no like effect or like anything. It's, it's terrible. Like arguably, and that was a pay-per-view. Like it was the early days, pay-per-view match.
2: the opening match yeah. of a Halloween
0: yeah. night. opening match on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Crazy. Damn, Crazy. Stuff. Not good. The, uh, the chamber of horrors easily had to make it in my bronze. Um, should have been higher, but damn, I got some goodies left for uh, silver and metal and gold. So I'm excited to see what, uh, Jesse's number three is, uh, was what, your bronze medal here?
2: My number three is yet another semi obscure one. Sort of, I guess it's an episode of WCW thunder. On April 22nd of 1998, it involves yet another Steiner brother, and it's Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell. Steiner comes off the ropes, the reverse bulldog, and when Buff lands, he breaks his fucking neck. And you can tell because they always say that the easiest way to tell that somebody's got a spinal injury is if you try and roll them over and they can't uncross their legs. And it was very evident the moment that it happened, like, he's fucked.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: it was a really scary, like, unexpected moment because it's not even a big show. That. It's goddamn Thursday TV. Like, it's not even – you know what I mean? Like, it just it, – it, plus, it's – at that point in time, I don't think a lot of people cared about Rick Steiner, and I know nobody really cared about Buff Bagwell. And so it's just kind of a throwaway match, and then you see that, and you're like, oh, my god. And again, once again, is he dead? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was pretty scary. Apparently, Buff suffered, like, some semi-paralysis from parts of this, but – it's still, to this day, one of the most alarming things to actually, like, watch happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a good one. I, I don't I, I don't think I've ever even actually seen that. Like, I know that it happened. I know that he, like, broke his neck. I remember that whole gimmick, and he came back. And then, like, Judy was a big part of, like, the comeback and all that. Um, I remember that. It's but,
2: definitely worth a Google.
0: Yeah, definitely worth a Google. Solid, solid spot. Are we getting into the silvers now? Wex, is that where we're at? Silver. All right. Silver, baby. Give me your silver medal.
1: <sighs> and I, I uh... It was hard for me to choose my silver and my gold between these two because they're both some of my favorites. But I'm going to go ahead and go silver medal right now. And uh, this is a promo, one of the most infamous promos of all time, one of the biggest botches. And it's Harlem Heat. <laughs> I Book knew where that was going. When he says, we want, you know, after we beat Lex Luger and the giant sucker Hulk Hogan, we want the gold. We coming for you. And he was supposed to say "sucker." And he slipped the M-word out. He did not say something. Live on TV, on pay-per-view. And as he said it, he realized what he said. You could see the facial expression. Sister Sherry was over here like laughing at him but also comforting him. But the thing is Stevie Ray just picked up with the promo right with uh, Mean Gene. Like nothing ever happened. They smoothly went through it but – that literally is one of the greatest, funniest botches of all time. Because even Booker T talks about it, and he was just like, you know, I just, I, I was just in the moment and slipped up. Like, yeah. there's nothing oh, I can say. One. And Hulk Hogan at the time apparently thought it was hilarious. He laughed about it. That's not and surprising. <laughs> yeah. That is <laughs> but, uh,
3: not, yeah, every, not surprising But a lot, either. a
1: lot, everyone thought it was fucking funny. But at the time, Booker T, like, in his mind was like, fuck, I'm, I'm fired. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, fucked. That, but, yeah. It's such yeah. a funny moment, such a great moment. Everybody's seen it before. It's it's literally one of the all-time classics. It was very hard for me to choose that for my number one. But my number one is one person with kind of like a – we'll get to it, but goddamn, Number two, Booker T with the classic slip-up promo. Saves it, but it's – dude, you, got, you guys know. Everybody listening to this fucking shit knows. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about um it's it's an iconic promo uh the sad part is is that like i feel like he was so upset because he thought he was gonna get fired the sad part is, is that like the upper manager was probably like no you can say it again it's fine it's funny you know what i mean like <laughs> oh, yeah
1: he probably, that, He's that like, was, i'm trying to be professional here guys and i fucked yeah, up what and was then, that like 95 96 i feel like it was like more like 97 it was like 96 or 97 for sure could it have it been didn't. no how to have been before that right no, it might have been – when did NWO start? 96. Were they NWO at that point? Because weren't they coming oh, yeah, to the Oh, yeah, after to... the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, that was NWO time.
0: Oh, okay. See, I thought this was like they were heels. They no, were this heels. is
1: after the Giant got kicked out of the NWO briefly, if you remember that.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, my next one here is my actually only indie, um, indie one, but – the wrestler that I happened to is not indie at all. Um, my number two botch of all time is when Sean Waltman ripped his ball sack doing the Bronco Buster in a uh, VFW hall.
1: Oh, my, oh my
0: God. God. Like, how many times have you, has he done the Bronco Buster? And he was sober by this time, right? Or was this before he got sober?
2: I think this might have been at the tail end of his days it being an active addiction. I'm not sure he was completely clean yet. I know he was better off than he had been before that. But right. – the, uh, yeah. yeah, it was no doubt about
0: that. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an iconic moment. All the, all the, I feel like there was no, I don't remember seeing like long videos. So I want to say like vine was a thing when this happened. And I feel like I saw like vines of it where it's like nine seconds. And then like you see pictures. Uh, and I remember hearing like the curb, the enthusiasm music over it. And it's like, he does a yeah. thing and you see a space and then he's like laying and there's just still pictures of like blood where his cock is essentially. <sighs> um, i've heard him talk about it and it's like that i just remember that vividly and just seeing like blood in his x-poc pants and i was like oh bro that's rough and then he talks about it all the time and he's like oh yeah i mean like it was easily the worst like the worst and he's like it's not when he talks about it it's not funny you know and it's like
1: but it's funny though like yeah it's it's still funny only in wrestling
0: bro only in wrestling will you have ball sacks ripped when a guy is trying to jam his crotch on another man's chest to gain the offensive advantage. It's yep. a good time. I love wrestling. Uh,
2: Weck, or Jesse,
0: yeah, Sorry, you're number so, two. Where are you at?
2: My silver medal is a much less funny one. It led to a whole lot of other tragic shit after the fact, but it's, again, super intense to watch and was very formative on a couple different careers. That's going to be ECW Living Dangerously 2000 with New Jack and Vicious Vic Grimes. Oh! Where they take the bump, falling off of the it, – it is scaffold, but it's not the scaffold match that we all know about. But they go – they're supposed to fall. They plan to do it. Vic tried to chicken out last second, and New Jack is like, we're going, motherfucker, we're going. And they do it, and Vic overshot it, lands on New Jack's head, and New Jack – Suffered, obviously, permanent blindness in one eye and severe brain damage as a result. So, again, not funny for this one at all. Yeah, Just a very intense, like, here's what goes wrong when you go a little bit too crazy with a bump. And the minute that a guy like Vic Grimes decides he's going to back out at the last second, but the guy that he's wrestling at the time
1: ain't fucking backing down. Did he hit him with the taser and then make him do it? Is that the one? That, that was the second time. That second time. Oh, you're talking about the first time. Oh, the first time is gnarly. Both times oh, real.
2: God. And then as a receipt in XPW is when New Jack intentionally threw Vic Grimes off the scaffold and tried to kill him.
0: Like he literally <laughs> brought a taser in just first first two minutes of the match. You could see it Fuck happen. Yeah. They throw, they peace, throw two working punches. New Jack reaches into his pocket, pulls out a taser, and just tases him several <laughs> times. And you can see him just like – I mean when he throws his body off, like he is
2: twitching. Like he's not in control. <laughs> ah, <God>. Jack's <laughs> quote on Dark Side of the Ring is Vic says, Jack, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. And he's like, good motherfucker. You ain't going to need him. And then throws him off the top.
1: Dude, and rest it, in peace, New Jack.
2: <laughs> Both of those are gnarly, but the second one was intentional. The first one was not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's
0: true. Both are gnarly. New Jack is one of a kind, man. One of a kind. Wex, your number one botch of all time. Where are you at with it?
1: Since I'm already laughing about this shit, it was really hard to choose because this person is the human embodiment of a botch. So I kind of had like a first place tie for two of their most famous botches. Okay. And that's your boy Sid Vicious. Sid Justice, Psycho Sid. God damn it. And... It's a combination tie between the leg break and uh, – let me redo this. We're live, pal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those two things, when I think of botches, come to my mind because literally Sid sorry, Vicious is the fucking human human man, and human embodiment of the botch. He's the epitome of the botch. His whole career was a botch. That's probably why he's not in the Hall of Fame even though he was a multi-time world champion. It's just when you think of Sid, you think of uh, softball and breaking your leg
0: softball and breaking your leg.
2: There you go.
0: Um, Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, My number one is a little more sad. I think it's like the most notable botch of all time. I think it's the one that like kind of put WWE. Okay, I will say this about about this botch. I think that it could have only happened at this time without literally ending the company. Uh, I think if this had even happened now, the lawsuits would be so tremendous that like could shut down the company. And that's the Darren draws off bump, the DLO power bomb on raw. He's the only, like, I mean, even when we talk about like, uh, it's like, even like in the NFL, like Ryan Shazier, like he's walking now, like he's still doing things and like, he can play with his kids. Like he's, we'll never ever play in the NFL again, but I mean, that's, and that's sad but he's a functioning human being. He can move and 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 walk and talk and jog and like you know have a sit my normal life. Darren Drozdov is to this day in a wheelchair in a powered wheelchair, and like it, it's just kind of crazy how it happened because the dude had a lot of upside. I mean, if we're being completely honest, he probably would have never been more than like a Val Venus, You know what I'm saying? I mean, he may have won a European or intercontinental or hardcore title at some point. And, by now he'd be selling insurance or being a you know a police officer in Texas or something like that, you know? Um but still, I mean the dude he was twenty two years old and just you know crushed his neck. It happened on live TV on a Raw. Uh you can't watch it now on Peacock, but you could when it was on TV.
2: Oh yeah. I have it on uh, that's someplace. That's back when I used to tape every week. Yeah, and so
0: I mean, I I feel like that botch alone was uh, the massive, like they'd already started kind of doing like the don't try this at home thing, but it, it really, okay. So originally it was like the attitude videos where it was like, I've had seven staples, 86 stitches and five broken bones. I was an NCAA National champion. And then it goes and then it goes to like, you don't think we're real wrestlers or we're real athletes? Like, try lacing my boots. And it had the attitude thing, you know. It wasn't really a don't try this at home. It was just kind of saying, like, hey, we're act- we're not just phonies, like we're we're real athletes. It was a very cool campaign. After Darren draws off that exact same aesthetic happened, but it was don't try this at home at the end. The exact same promo, but it like the whole thing had a totally different tone. It wasn't trying yeah. to say like, hey, we're super serious. After that shit happens on live TV, people know you're super serious. You know what I mean? Like it's more yeah. like don't try this at home.
1: So while Even I know this is later, the promo you're talking about, they use the same one with Ray Mysterio talking about his knees for so many years. They yeah. just, kept, they would and Kurt Angle break. That, yeah.
0: that that was in like 2003, 2004. That was when Kurt Angle they ran it Edge was in that one too. Uh, I know, I know exactly which one you're talking about, but you're totally right. You're totally right. But yeah, man, number one, I feel like it's, I mean, it's the most notable botch in history, like because it happened on such a high level at the height of the Attitude Era. We're talking about mid nineteen ninety eight. Like, it does not none of pro wrestling gets hotter between WCW and WWF. Nothing on earth was hotter in entertainment than pro wrestling.
1: Don't want to get too dark, but the way you explained it, I thought you were going Owen Hart, but uh, I did too. I, too that's much. totally where that's I thought you were going.
0: I was like, yep, Owen Hart. I, yeah. I mean, maybe you guys did, but that's. I feel like that was too far for me, but. Um Darren Drosdov's not, I mean, it's not a great story, you know? Nope. So um not at all. I had to I had to touch on the dark side a little bit, just a little touch. Um, Jesse, where are you at? Uh, number one.
2: Well, I had a tie, and Wes took one. So I'm gonna go <laughs> with the other one. Uh originally, the very first one that I thought of, admittedly, was Sid breaking his fucking leg. And yeah. that's just it's so it's such a fucking hard thing to watch and totally sucks. The other one that I had it tied with, though, does involve Owen Hart. Summerslam
1: 1997 Stone Cold, Stone Ooh, Cold my honorable County. mention
2: and um uh, one of the biggest reasons that that Good. also occurred to me for my number 1 is because it did not at the time but it did directly relate to the shortened career of Stone Cold Steve Austin being at the top of the game. I mean I personally feel like his career would have lasted a lot longer had that not occurred and cuz if you really think about it Stone Cold's run at the top was not very long. Not comparatively.
1: And the right. fact that he also broke Masahiro Chono's neck in Japan doing that exact same thing and told Owen Hart not to do it, and he still did. Yeah. Because he like, didn't know if he was ribbing him or not because he was just such a jokester.
2: Now, all very unfortunate, but my number one other than Sid has to go to Stone Cold's broken That's neck. Good. It's
1: That know, is a great number one. I, I really uh, like uh, that another one. Another monumental moment. Them botches, man.
3: It's tough yeah. stuff.
1: Like I said, that was my honorable mention. That's like one right there is one of the biggest ones. And then the other thing that was on my honorable mention was Jake the Snake drunk at like the Superstars of Wrestling event, Whoa. or whatever. Drunk a, with the oh. Snake and oh. couldn't even stand up. And yeah, it was, it was that's my a Lucha classic right there.
2: My other honorable mention is also a super sad one, and it had to go to Hayabusa attempting Ooh. the moon salt that would end up. Not only ending his career, but ending his life. Yeah, and you know that's much more indie rific than any of the rest of these. But that's a sad one too. Oh
0: yeah, I don't have any honorable mentions for this one. Um, I mean, honestly, like, I I, I got to be honest though, I I totally expected Wex to get super dark and be like, you know, and Benoit like ended up dead with his kid, wife and kid dead. Of course, because
3: you. <laughs> You I, see I totally you see my fantasy football name, Chris ben, totally, Benoit 07. I
0: totally 07. thought it was coming. I totally thought it was coming. I'm glad we didn't go there. I dark with
1: my fantasy football humor for my team name, but I'm not going to go that dark on the podcast, okay?
0: That's true. My My fantasy football uh, team name is Deshaun's Little Towel, which is Yeah,
1: and I'm Benoit rough. 07 with a picture of Benoit putting a child in the Crippler Crossface. <laughs> I thought you just said you weren't going dark? <laughs> oh, uh, it's so good! Oh, one, it's so one, more funny. honorable mention uh, is just Hulk Hogan cutting a live promo ever. There's many ones we can mention, like the one he had or against the Ultimate Vince Warrior on SmackDown, or, or where Scott he had to get Steiner. get a couple yeah. of good gay guys. If you remember <laughs> that one, that's a classic. Uh, he just uh, he's never been good live on the mic. Period.
0: No, he's never been good live on the mic. Uh, Well, oh yeah, I won't say that. They had a couple of good promos in WCW live, like a couple pretty good ones in the the ring. Two out of 69. I wouldn't say two. I'd say a few more than that, but,
3: but I see what you're saying. Four.
0: You know, sometimes, okay. Sometimes we shit on, on the old guy and listen, Terry Bollea deserves all the shit. Like no one's defending that person in this podcast. At the same time, Sometimes when that person we find out is shit, we, like, try to negate all the things that they did well, and it's like, nah, that's not, you can't do that. Like, (laughs) like that dude, I mean, that dude was legendary for two decades, two two full decades. One is a baby, Matt, the biggest baby face of all time, and the second was arguably the second biggest villain of the 90s, like – Outside of and Vince, second the second run, he, was smart, he
1: was smart enough where he d- literally didn't even have to do anything. He didn't have to yeah. really wrestle.
0: So, yeah, so exactly. Listen, not any of our cup of tea's. Not, not a cup of tea for the human race. A terrible person. But wrestling would not be here without him. Would not be here without him. That being said. And he would not be a, here
1: without Macho Man Randy Savage is oh, all a I'm a thousand saying.
0: Percent, a thousand
1: percent. All I'm um, saying.
0: Why do you got to bring up the Macho Man? Well, I got to bring out because
1: Hogan man. needs to be a man. That's why.
0: Oh, be a man, be Hulk. a man, <laughs> be a man, Hulk. Yeah, um, that's great. OK, so uh, this Who Am I, I, I? To be honest with you, I got really loose last uh, last episode. I don't really remember what we said we were going to do for the Who Am I? I don't even know if we did say um, I don't think so. OK, well, what we're going to do is masked wrestlers. So there are either luchadors or just American wrestlers or there's a, a Japanese wrestlers there's a vast variety of masked wrestlers that we can pick from here. But I, uh, I'm i going to go first here, if, if you'll allow me. So the parameters for me were they wore a mask for the majority of their career and are known mostly from that mask. I guess that would be the only parameter, if that makes sense with everybody here.
2: That is not what I did. but
0: Okay, so they only wore a mask for a little obscure.
2: while? It's also not obscure, though. So
0: Okay. All right, well, my wrestler here is a um, he's a Triple-A World Tag Team champion. He is a uh, ICW, um, like the Insane Clown Posse's thing. They're a one-time heavyweight champion. And he is the Mid-South Southern champion one time. Who am I?
3: Do you mean JCW, right? Yeah, JCW, JCW Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yes, yes. One time. Do I wrestle in Southern California? No. Okay. Do I wrestle currently? No. Was I big in the 90s? No. Okay. Do I still currently wear a mask? No longer currently, Russell.
0: We can keep going with the questions, though. You guys are, I mean, I feel like we got to get rid of that. Did I wrestle
3: for TNA? Yes. Am I shark boy? No. Do I work backstage for a company? Yes. Am I Abyss? Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: Okay. That was a good one.
0: Well done. Well done. Yeah. All right. So now, from now on, let's just get the questions until somebody gets it right. I feel like that's way more fun. Let's work. just do that. All right. All right. Wex, uh, give it to me. Who do you got?
1: Okay. Uh, let's go. I have wrestled for every major promotion pretty much
3: everywhere except for AEW. Okay. I am. I have only ever wrestled one match with WWE.
0: Oh yeah, uh, my Juice Thunder Liger.
1: You are. Damn it, I should have <laughs> made
0: it harder. I figured
2: figured that was where that was going anyway. But
0: <laughs>
3: all right, Jesse, save the segment. What, what do you got? All right, my masked debut.
2: This motherfucker. My mask debut was at Survivor Series
3: 1988. Okay. The Patriot. <laughs> no. 1988. I lost
2: my mask in 1991 against El Connect until 1998.
3: And I hold dual citizenship in the US and Canada. Who am I? Mm. The masked superstar. Is that your guess? Yeah. No. Number two. Did I wrestle in the WWF? Yes. With a mask? Yes. Mm. Once again, dual citizenship in the US and Canada. Debuted in
2: the WWF in Survivor Series 1988 under my mask. Lost my mask in Mexico in
3: 1991 against El Connick. Until my Mill maskers. No. Was I
0: ever a WWF champion, world champion?
3: Not world champion. No. Was I ever a WWE world champion? Nope. Did I ever wrestle for ECW? No. Hmm. Did I wrestle not for WCW. even Eastern
1: Championship Wrestling?
2: Very briefly for WCW, yes.
1: Okay. Hmm.
3: But not under a mask. Hmm. I don't know. This is fucking stumping me. God damn. In WWF, I was
2: an intercontinental champion, a tag team champion, and a European champion.
1: Am I Owen Harden? You're a blue blazer, yes. Yeah. God yeah, yeah. damn it! There we go. Holy shit! You guys like that? Oh, one? I got the Titans version of that too. Don't worry. It's
0: a goodie. I actually got this in Mexico, though. Yeah, my, brother, my brother bought honeymoon.
1: me one in Mexico.
2: That's why. That's why I got it. It's well done. I didn't. I didn't bring my masks into the podcast room, unfortunately.
1: But damn well, I wore this on Halloween, so it's right here on hand. Yeah, I saw that. I saw
0: that you wrestling with Carl, in your. Uh...
1: Well, that wasn't Carl. That
0: was Bella. Bella, yeah, sorry.
1: Rock, Carl's uh, too old to wrestle. He doesn't really do much wrestling anymore. <laughs> That's our next two Who's everyone's dogs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: That'll be a good one.
1: That'll be a good time. Well, tomorrow's going to be a fucking good time.
2: All right.
0: So, we got to do uh, cut or keep, right? Cut yep. or keep. Cut or keep. So, let's do, uh, since we're on the topic of masks, talk about masked wrestlers here. All right? Okay. Uh Cut or keep uh what is it? Sur- Serpentico? Serpentico? Yeah.
1: That's a cut for me. <laughs> or, or just cut or keep Serpentico. Just cut yeah. or keep. Cut yeah.
0: cut Serpentico. Cut, cut, cut Yeah, so I'm I'm cutting him too. Alright. Um cut or keep Ray Phoenix.
1: Keep. hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent keep. Okay. Cut or keep Ray Mysterio. Today at this
3: point. Cutting. Keeping him for the prestige. I'm cutting him, too. I'm cutting him, too. Uh,
1: Luchasaurus. Cut. Keep. He's unique. There's not very many large luchadors out there. And I'll he keep, can do I'll the I'll lucha keep, I'll keep shit. I'll keep Luchasaurus. I'll keep Luchasaurus. Oh, man. God.
0: I don't know that many masked wrestlers. This Here, is a, I'll like... go.
1: Um. Cut or Keep. Bandido or Black, or Bandido? I'll keep Bandido. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm not willing to give him a spot. Cutting him.
1: Okay, cut or keep Black Taurus? Cut.
2: Cut. Wes, are
0: you keeping
1: Bandido? I'm keeping Bandido and Black Taurus. uh, He's good, but I'm going to go for the cut on that one. Alright, cut or keep Laredo Kid? It's a cut for me, I think. I don't know. I think Laredo Kid may be a keeper.
0: I, I'm keeping him. I would actually keep Laredo over Bandito at this point.
1: Okay. Cut or keep Dragon Lee?
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
2: That's a keep for me. Yeah, I'm going to say keep for him. I'll keep him too. I'll keep him too. All right. That's our, that's a triple keep.
1: Okay. One final one. We're going to go uh, New Japan. Cut or keep El Desperado? Cut. Cut yeah cut for a solo but if he's with the whole team I bring the whole team of course but uh, well cool that's we'll, fair uh, we got some rosters shaping up here again we get to visit them towards the last episode so. and then let's go ahead and get one last cut or keep the goat pentagon cut or keep no one's saying cut yeah let's yeah, yeah, keep fucking keeping. penta I'm just saying yeah. I, love, I love me some penta Shut out Better.
0: pentagon alright that's a good one I'll keep penta I'll keep penta okay so next week, next week, boys, we got to find another list here. I got to tell you, boys, I'm, I'm running empty. I'm running empty with these, these ideas.
1: I got I got an idea for a list.
0: Okay, what do we got? Top five next week. What are we doing? Top
1: five. Worst or best gear of all time. You got to pick one of the two. Yeah, you. Let's pick. do the worst. Let's. Cause that's always more fun. <laughs> the top five worst wrestling gear of all time, like your attire, wrestling attire.
0: Love it. Oh. I love that. Top five worst gear of all time. Next week.
1: Ooh, I'm already thinking of some fucking horrible ones. So. Oh,
0: oh yeah. You all are delicious ones. I got some really good ones that I want. That I want to bring up here. Um, yeah, they're gonna be good. I'm really excited about that. Well done, Wex. Well done. Well done. Well, boys. It's been real. I got to take the mask off, man. I don't know how people wrestle in those things. Jesus Christ! I used to do
1: whole fucking shows rapping in the mask like this. So I'm used to wearing it. I hate it. It's terrible.
0: That's terrible. Um, I guess I'm too much of a baby face. What can I say? Um, yeah. So next week, man, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do
2: the top five worst gear. Worst gear. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you got to stop shaking the fucking antlers on
1: that thing. It's too much. It's a bootleg liger mask. He doesn't have this many antlers on his real mask, but this one's fun.
0: Oh, we're doing the top five worst gear of all time next week. It's gonna be really fun. Um, I'm excited about it. I would also like to like let's do a cutter keep of AEW women next week.
1: Women, okay. oh AEW uh, women, that's a AEW good...
0: women next week cutter keep. Just cutter keep, and then the who am I? Hmm. Let's think. Who am I?
3: What about mid-card title edition? So let's let, let let's narrow it down. Let's go, go ahead
1: and narrow we'll it sit. down to specifically yeah. the United States Championship. Since Seth Rollins, our boy, is the current holder. Let's uh, do the – who am I? United States Champion. Okay. From okay all all across yeah, the lineage right. from, the, from now right. all the way to NWA. Yeah.
0: Who am I? United States Championship Division. That's gonna be fun. I'm super excited about it. The show's been great. It's been a good one. It's uh it's been nice and tidy, nice and well kept. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um next week, I mean, dude, worst gear. I love shitting on things. That's gonna be really fun. Um man, you can always find the show at KfabeCom on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at KfabeCom Pod on TikTok, Kfabe Comparisons on YouTube. And, um, honestly, man, I think that I'm going to start uploading the full video on YouTube, like the whole thing, like the whole thing, like this, if you, if you want to hear from the time we start recording to the time we end, that's, what's going to be on YouTube. So if you, if you enjoy the content, go check us out there, hit subscribe. Um, let us know what you like. Let us know what, give us your ideas for your top fives. We got, we have months and months and months to come, um, before the end of Kfa Comparison Season 5. So, yeah, man. I mean, I'm super excited. You can always find your boy, Mr. Know-it-all, Daniel Don Chaper, at Daniel Daybreak everywhere. Literally everywhere. If you want to send me some money on Venmo, I'm Daniel Daybreak. If you want to find me on Live Journal and in the Internet Archive, I'm Daniel Daybreak there. Like, literally anywhere. Uh, eBay, um, LinkedIn. Like, literally all the places. Um, so, yeah, Daniel Daybreak. That's where you can find me. Wex, where can they find you?
1: You can always find your boy Wex. That Wex breaking the loss on all of your social medias. We're gonna go and have a little. Go ahead and say it right now. A little early happy birthday to Daniel Aww. over here. Aww. We're about to go a uh, party super fucking hard tomorrow night for his birthday. Yeah. As you're as you're hearing this, actually. It'll be the. Yeah, as you're listening to this, here. we and we may have some little, maybe some little TikTok videos, some fun stuff, some karaoke, maybe some hell raising some beer drinking. We might no, get it on no, there. Might be a little party time. You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
0: Hell raising some beer drinking.
1: Uh, hopefully, uh, the wayward son of War Trace will find a way to make
0: it out there. Uh, we're hoping so. We're hoping so. We're hoping so. Slide, uh, me and Jesse, Wex, slide. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a good time. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Jesse, where can they find you, though?
2: Man, Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and Instagram. Regular little Jesse Baker on Facebook. And right now, that's about it until we come up with a special announcement for a Nashville event in December that's forthcoming shortly. That
0: is true. That is true. That is very true. Um, we got th- good things in the works for uh, for the podcast, for the for the musics, um, for the future of what's going to happen in 2023 for um, the rest of us. It's going to be a really good time. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for hanging out this week. We will see you all next week. We're out.
3: Peace.